Thank you, Jesus. 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 You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hands to worship as I lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hands to worship as I lift your holy name, for you are great, you do miracles so great, and there's no one else like you, there's no one else like you, Lord, you are great, you do miracles so great, and there's no one else like you. There's no one else like you, Lord, you are great, you do miracles so great, yes, there's no one else like you, there's no one else like you, Lord, you are great, you do miracles so great. And there's no one else like you. 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 Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for every testimony that you raised in our midst, Lord. As it rose to your throne of grace as a sweet-smelling savor. Oh, Jesus, how much you would have rejoiced and heaven would have rejoiced, Father. Like that one leper who came back to give you thanks. No more a leper, hallelujah. No more a leper, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. As we have come to your presence this day, bringing our hearts filled with gratitude. No more a leper. Hallelujah. Free in Christ Jesus, having received every good and perfect gift from the Father of light, the one who caused us to overcome the enemy so many times this year. Thank you, Father. To the one who answered all our prayers, Father, kept us safe, saved us from death so many times. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. So many times when we were in dis distress, we cried out to you and you heard us and you delivered us, oh, Father, from every situation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you will minister to our hearts at this hour. Whatever you want to speak, Lord, we want to hear. I pray strengthen our bodies. Take away all the tiredness, Lord. Take away all the pain. I pray that you will give us your grace. Strengthen us at this hour, Father, to be able to hear what the Spirit of God would speak to us, Lord, right now. Prepare our hearts, O oh, Father. Prepare our hearts, O oh Lord. Prepare our minds. Prepare our bodies in the name of Jesus. 
O Lord, and give to us your manner that you have for us, Father. We give ourselves over to you. We yield ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit. Break every chain. Break every bondage. Open our eyes of understanding, Father. Unclog our ears, O Lord. Take us deeper into the river of the Holy Spirit at this hour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. We thank you, Lord. Where will we be without you, Father? We thank you because we have you. Lord, we can never be alone because we have you, Father. Because we have you, we will never be alone. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Because we have you, we will never be, Lord, bound, Father. We thank you, Lord. Because we have you, Lord, we will always have peace, Father. We thank you, Lord. Because we have you, we will have no fear. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Because we have you, Lord, all our needs shall be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Because we have you, Lord, we have wisdom that is from you. We thank you. Because we have you, there is healing and health, O Father. Because we have you, we have hope, Father. We thank you. Because we have you, Lord because we have it's all because of you Jesus we thank you for every healing every miracle every testimony that we heard father it all came from your hands and we offer it to you Lord father our sacrifice of thanksgiving our offering of praise O Lord Lord we give it up to you father we give it to you father oh we thank you for you alone can do miracles O Lord we thank you you alone can do wonders O Lord we thank you father we praise you we praise you for all that you've done in our midst O Lord we thank you father we thank you, Lord. And we thank you. We praise you. We praise you. Lord, I pray as we continue to, Lord, stay in your presence even, Lord, a little longer. Father, I pray that you will give us your grace as you went and told the disciples, can, can you wait with me for one more hour? Can you stay with me for one more hour? Oh, Father, I pray that you will, Lord, strengthen us at this hour, Father, because we want to hear from you. Lord, we want to hear. We don't want to be like the disciples who were there on that mountaintop, on that Mount of Transfiguration and fell asleep. Lord, I pray that no one miss what you have, Lord, for them in the name of Jesus. Let no one disregard what you have for them in the name of Jesus. Let no one despise what you have for them in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will help each one to see, oh, Father, the worth, the value of this treasure that you're offering to them at this time, oh, Lord Jesus. And lay hold of it in Jesus' name. We thank you. And I pray let your word be given in an unhindered manner. And let your word be received right now by your people in an unhindered manner. And all the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bring them under my feet right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you. And I release your presence into every home. I, re- I release your presence into every car. I release your presence wherever your people are. I release your presence, oh, Father, right to where they are right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Touch them, Father, right now. Touch Touch them, Father. Touch them, Father. Touch them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Break every chain in Jesus' name. Every inhibition be broken in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Every hindrance be broken in Jesus' name. Every valley be raised in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every desert blossom in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Every eye, every blind eye open in Jesus' name. Every deaf ear open in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Every dullness of the heart depart in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Every lie of the enemy I break it with the truth of the Almighty God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father victory in the blood of Jesus and I receive it for our people right now in Jesus name every single person here oh Father I pray may they receive everything that God has for them oh God and I thank you for doing it in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen. we're going to turn our Bibles to I'm just going to give you the chapter here Jesus Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We are going to... My... 
John chapter 5. Turn our Bibles to John chapter 5. And I'm going to read from verse 1. John chapter 5 and from verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. Just pay attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is going to speak to you at this hour. So it's important to read the word because the word has power as you read it. Let the word of God go into you and do the miracle that God's word alone can do. So just pay attention to what I'm reading. If you have your Bibles in front of you, I encourage you to open your Bibles and read so that you can see for yourself that I'm really reading the Bible, that I'm not saying something on my own. So John chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 2. Now, there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. So there's this pool, and it has five porches, and the name of that pool is Bethesda. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. So you see here, in this area, by the pool of Bethesda, you have a lot of sick people there, people who are having diseases, people who are people who are having um, physical disabilities. So you have sick people, people who are really sick with diseases, whatever it could be, cancer, you know, um, whatever disease, infection, skin disorder, uh, all kinds of disorders. So you have a whole bunch of people who have diseases. Then you have people who have physical uh, defects by birth, blindness. You have lame people. You know, people who are crippled, people um, who are paralyzed. So you have a whole bunch of uh, people with all kinds of problems here. What were they doing there? What were they doing? Why weren't they home? What were, do- what were they doing there? You see, God's word says over here, they were waiting. I want you to highlight, underline the words waiting as the Spirit of the Lord is highlighting to us at this hour. Waiting. They were waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting for the moving of the water. Now, write this down if you're taking notes. Waiting equals faith. Waiting equals faith. When you don't have faith, you will be impatient. When you have faith, you will wait. So if you get impatient at any point in your life over anything that God has told you to wait for, then immediately check your spirit because... When the faith goes down, impatience will go up, that you won't be able to wait. Because if you know that something is coming, you're going to wait. But when you don't think that it's going to happen, then you're going to get impatient. Waiting equals faith. Impatience equals unbelief. So these people were waiting. What were they waiting for? They were waiting for the move of the Holy Spirit upon the water, the Spirit of God, sending his power to the angel of God who is going to come and stir the water. Now, no one knew when this was going to happen. If, for example, every day or every Tuesday, so to speak, 
the angel of the Lord will come and stir up the pool at 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. Then everybody will be there at 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. It was not so. Nobody knew when this would happen, but everybody knew that this would happen suddenly at a certain time. Nobody knew that. But they knew that this would happen. So they were waiting for the moving of the water. Moving of the water was a certain certain act that definitely happened. So moving of the water was a definite thing. So if you're writing your notes, write this down. Moving of the water was a definite thing. Moving of the water was a definite thing. That means it was something that really, really, really happened. It was something that happened. That's why they waited. So they were not waiting for something that they were not sure of. They were waiting for something that they were sure of was going to happen. That takes us to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 which says, Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when we know that something is going to happen, we are going to wait for it. This is what God was speaking to us during our Sunday service, which was your, your spiritual eyes will look far beyond what your natural eyes can see. That's when you know for sure this is definitely going to happen. And no matter what happens, I'm going to wait. That's it. That impatience will not be there. That agitation will not be there. What if will not be there? I know for sure will be there. So the people who are here were people who believed that this was going to happen because it was happening. Because they heard, they saw people who got healed and they screamed saying that I got healed. I can walk or I can see or I have no pain. Whatever was there was gone when that stirring of the pool took place. So how this happened? How these people come over here? They're all sick. So obviously they did not experience a healing when they were there. They were waiting for the healing to take place because these were sick people who were there. We must understand this as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to. Testimonies are very important. All these testimonies we heard today, and all the testimonies that we heard yesterday, the day before, and the day before, and the day before, from the first, and other times that we hear, they're very, very important because they stir up the faith of other believers or unbelievers to believe the real thing. I want to repeat it. Testimonies are very important because it will stir up, simulate the faith of another person for them to be able to believe what God can do for them so that they can receive their own miracle. Testimonies bring glory to God. That's number one. But the other thing that happens, the byproduct of testimony is someone else's healing. Your testimony can become an agent of someone else's healing because they can say, if God did that for them, God can do that for me also. Praise be to God. So your testimony is important. Every testimony that we heard today, you know, brought glory to God. And it's very important. It's very important. That's why we gave so much of time for testimonies. As we look at the Bible, the Bible is full of testimonies. Every healing, every miracle that's documented here, they're all testimonies. There were either done by God through Jesus Christ or was done by God through the prophets or was done by God through, you know, whoever, the evangelist or whoever God had over here in the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It's full of testimonies. We see Jesus testifying in the book of Revelation. We have the disciples testifying of Jesus Christ in the Gospels and we have the prophets testifying all over the Old Testament and all over the New Testament. Now, your testimony 
plays a big part in the kingdom of God. Understand that because it will touch the heart of someone and cause them to come to that pool of Bethesda and wait for their own healing. Understand that. Very important. Your testimony will draw them to the presence of God. The pool of Bethesda was a place where the angel of God would come and stir up. We're going to read that in the next verse. But before that, they were all waiting. They were waiting for the moving of the water. What was happening? What's so big about moving of the water? It's not about the water simply going back and forth by itself. No. Someone was moving that water. A supernatural being was moving that water. There's a supernatural activity that is taking place in the natural realm where the heavens, the heavenly hosts, the presence of God descends in a particular place. Does a supernatural work. The people are all waiting. People are waiting for what? For their own healing with expectation. So far, so good. Because they're all there. Because they all had faith. Faith is very important. Faith is very important to receiving your own miracle. Faith is important to receiving my own miracle. Faith is very important. Without faith, nothing can be done. It's not going to happen. So faith in God Almighty, in His healing power, in His redeeming power, His saving power, His providing power, His power, ultimate power, His only power is essential if we want to see the glory of God. Jesus said it very clearly. If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. If you don't believe, you're not going to. If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. And Jesus also said this, only believe. That's what is necessary. Only believe because God does the work. But we have to believe in the one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Now, these people were there. They were paralyzed, blind, deaf, whatever, all kinds of sickness. They're all waiting with faith. Why? How come? Because someone who got healed before went and told them, Hey, I jumped into this pool when the pool was stirred and I got well. And another one said, if just one person says, oh, really? Oh, okay. But then you have another one saying, and another one saying, and another one saying, and another one saying. You have a whole bunch of people who have been healed by God Almighty. Where? At the pool of Bethesda. When that happens, you have people running out saying that, hey, I got well. Right, that pool, that pool of Bethesda, angel of the Lord is stirring. I got healed. You can go there. And you can get healed. So you have lots of people, multitudes of sick people, paralyzed, blind, lame, all kinds of people with all kinds of problems are there waiting for the moving of the water. So they're all waiting with faith that I will be made whole. And they're waiting. Verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. So you see over here, there is an order, divine order, that has been established here by this pool of Bethesda, where God would send an angel, a healing angel, that would come and stir up that well. It will encourage you, because our God is alive. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like how he was in one place, but the centurion servant got healed all the way somewhere else. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When God does the work, His power is so powerful that He can do anything in the lives 
are those who believe. God can do anything in the lives of those who believe. When God does the work, that's why it's so important when the anointing of God is released, when you hear from the pulpit, or when you hear like this in the meeting, where God says, this is what I'm going to do. It is so important for us to mix our faith with what God is doing at that point. And God does the work in such a powerful way. So in this place, these people were there waiting. And these people were waiting for the water to be stirred. And whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. So it was not like this. It was not like, okay, it's going to be stirred. And while it's stirring, and as long as it's stirring, it's going to be stirring for a while. And then everybody can get in. doesn't happen that way. It happens. Whoever jumps in first, they get healed. So... God placed this order here, and God was working here, causing healings to take place for the people. When there were no miracles that were happening, so to speak, through any prophet before Jesus Christ, there was some kind of healing God was doing through this pool of Bethesda in that place where God was sending this angel. Our God is a God who is very compassionate, who wants people to get healed. He does not want... To see anyone suffer. He does not want to see anyone in pain. But he always makes a way for those who want to get healed. Like I said yesterday, if you want to get healed, if you want God to touch us, he's there to touch us. He's faithful. He's a compassionate God. And he has the power to do so. So, he made this way so that people who are sick, who really God want to get well, can get healed. Not everyone got healed because only those who jump in first will get healed. So that answers why everyone didn't get healed. Whoever, he's so real. Jesus is so real. Jesus is so real. His power is so real. His love is so real. His compassion is so real. What we are concerned about and what is bothering us and what is hurting us, he cares about that. Jesus cares about that. And God can do anything, anywhere, anytime. There's no barrier for the living God, to keep him from healing you, to keep him from touching you and blessing you. So, now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. For 38 long years, he had this problem. What was his problem? He was paralyzed. Somebody came and put him there. And he was laying there. Now verse 6 says, When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had, knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Jesus looking at this man. He might have seen so many other people because the Bible says multitudes were there. But he bypassed every one of them and he came to this particular man. He came to this man and he saw him lying down there and he is asking him this question. He knew that. The Bible says he knew that he was sick for a long time. There were other people who were sick too. But there's a reason why he came to this man. He's asking him, do you want to be made well? Do you? The sick man answered him, 
Sir, I have no man to put me in, into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. I want to focus on this for a couple of minutes before we finish. Jesus came to this man. You know why? Because this man was trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and did not give up. And he was still there trying. He had faith. He's there for a long time. When the angel stirs up, he's trying, doing everything he can to go there. But someone who's more capable of him physically jumps in before him. There goes his chance. Lord, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying so much, Lord. If that is you, God is speaking to you at this hour. Lord, I've tried and I'm still trying and I'm doing everything I can. Lord, I'm doing everything I can. Why is it still this way? God is speaking to your heart at this hour. There's nothing my God cannot do. God sees your effort. God sees your heart. God is seeing you trying. God says, you know what? I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. You tried, my son. You tried, my daughter. You tried going. You tried. It's not that somebody came and put me there. And so um, I'm just lying down here. And uh, uh, maybe one fine morning, somehow I will get healed. No. He was not somebody who was lying down and just mourning about his condition. Oh, I'm paralyzed. I can't do anything. He might have pleaded. He might have begged. He might have had somebody take him to put him there with all the efforts that he tried he was not able to make it before someone else went in have you been in that position Lord I have faith that's why I'm here Lord I have faith I trust you And this is why I try every single time. And I'm hoping that this time I would be the first person. Somehow I'll jump in. But someone else got healed. I'm not bitter that they're getting healed, but I'm not getting healed. Have you been in that place where you're trying and you're trying and you're trying? You're expecting. You didn't give up. And you're still expecting. Jesus is coming for you. There's a prophecy God is speaking to you at this hour. Jesus is coming for such people who try and they try and they don't give up. This man by the pool of Bethesda never gave up. He tried so much. He never said that, well, I tried so many times. These people, somebody is going ahead of me. You know, my condition is so bad. No matter how many times I try, this is never going to happen. Take me back home. I'm just fed up, tired of just looking at other people getting healed. He never became a bitter person. He never became a bitter person who got upset at other people's testimony. And I'm not getting what I should get. And I'm trying so hard. God is not fair. Why did God just say that the first person should get healed? Why can't God say anybody that then I would also have a chance, but I'm not able to have this, this chance. Already I'm sick and now I'm having this and I'm not able to get well. He was not bitter. He was not somebody who said, well, this is never going to happen. So I'm going to go home. He was not such a person. That is why Jesus came for him. 
And all the people there, Jesus came for this person because he did not give up. Because he said, I will get healed one day. So he kept trying. I try. But someone goes ahead of me. Someone goes ahead of me. Someone goes ahead of me. I have no one to take me that fast to put me first in, Lord. I try. With whatever I can. I don't know how he did. With his kind of disability. I don't know how he dragged himself. Or he had somebody push him. Or or he rolled and came. But he did something. Because he tells Jesus. But while I'm coming, someone else steps down before me. With whatever ability he had, he tried. He tried. Jesus never said, well, you didn't try hard enough. Well, you didn't try too many times. No. He knew with what he had, he tried and he did not leave that place. God is speaking to our today. Never give room for discouragement because it could be at the that very moment where the devil will try to hit you with the discouragement. Knowing that Jesus is coming to heal you. Imagine if this man was not there. If he got discouraged and if he said, well, I'm going home and if he would have gone, he wouldn't have received his healing. He stayed where the healing was taking place. Because of that, Jesus of Nazareth came to where he was. God is speaking to your heart today. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give in. God is still on the throne. No matter how discouraging your situation may be. Because we say that I too want to go there. I too want to get that miracle. I too want to receive it. This is why I'm trying. I have, I have faith and that's why I'm still pursuing that I have not turned back from the living God. I'm still here. This is why I'm still more pressing forward with whatever strength I have. I'm still pushing in. I'm still going forward. But it's happening for that person. It's happening for that person. It's happening for that person who got home, but it didn't happen for me. It has not happened for me. If that is you, God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. God says it'll happen. It's happening. When you are trying and you're still not getting the result that you're looking for, the Lord of heaven and earth will come and do that miracle for you. He will do that miracle for you. Nobody's coming, Lord. I'm all alone. I tried, but I'm not able to. He never said that. Well, my hope is lost, and then this is how I'm going to be. He was still there. Still there because he had faith. He said, even if someone else jumped in this time, there is another next time. I will not leave the pool of Bethesda. You have to be like that. No matter what happens in your life, you need to tell yourself, I will believe in the power of the living God, no matter how it looks, no matter how worse it gets, no matter how long it takes. Because I know His word is true. Because I know His power is true. Because I know that He has compassion on me and He will come. He will come and deliver me. He will come and deliver me. He will come and answer me. 
Uh, didn't he say, call unto me in the day of trouble and I will answer you and you shall glorify me? His word is true. It will happen in our lives. It will happen in our lives. We need to look forward to it. This man was looking forward to it. If he had no faith, he would have left the pool of Bethesda a long time ago. He didn't. He did not leave that pool of Bethesda. Don't leave the side of Jesus. Don't leave his presence. Don't say, well, it worked for everybody else. It didn't work for me. It will work for you. If you don't leave the pool of Bethesda. Jesus will come and Jesus will do the impossible for you if you don't leave the pool of Bethesda. But if you leave the pool of Bethesda, if you say that, well, nice to see other people all getting, you know, whatever they needed to get, but it didn't happen for me. Maybe God has me like this. You know, that's a trick of the enemy. Well, Satan will come and lie saying that maybe it's God's will for you to be lame. Well, God's word doesn't say that. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. God wants to heal us. God wants to bless us. God wants to prosper, prosper spirit, soul, body and mind. God wants to make us whole. This is God's will for his people. So never buy the lie of the enemy saying that maybe God wants to, God, maybe God wants me to stay sick for the rest of my life. That's the talk of an unbeliever who believed for some time and then who gave up believing because we believed for so long and it didn't happen. So I'm not going to believe. Maybe this is my fate. Maybe I'm supposed to be like this. You're writing a story after that. God is not writing anymore because you have taken the pen from his hand and you started writing words of unbelief. And you call it God's word. It is not. God has wholeness for you. God has prosperity for you. God has blessings for you. Even if it takes time. He's the God of Elizabeth and Zacharias. Even if it takes time. He's the God of Abraham and Sarah. Even if it takes time. He will come through. He will answer. He will answer us. He will deliver us. He will do the miracle that we are waiting for. If we stay by the pool of Bethesda. No matter what happens. Don't leave the pool of Bethesda. Don't leave the presence of God. As Jacob said, Lord, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. Period. That's it. Unless you bless me, I will not let you go. That means as long as it takes. That's how Jacob was. All through the night, he was wrestling. With the angel of God, God himself, the son of God. All through the night, until the break of dawn. He said, no matter how long it takes, no matter how tired I get, no matter how much it hurts, I will not let you go. The man by the pool of Bethesda said, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many times I have to try, I'm not leaving the pool of Bethesda. I'm not going to let discouragement take over me. I'm not going to let the enemy Drive me out of this place. I will not. I will stay here. You know, a couple of you, some of you testified how the enemy wanted to drive you away from the presence of God. That's Satan. Because he knew the, deliver, the deliverance God was going to give you. He knew the healing that God was going to give you. He knew the blessing that God was going to give you. So what will he do? He'll say, go, 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 go. Go. What's the point? What's the point in trying? What has happened to you? Have you changed? You really didn't change. Have you tried? Did you really get healed? Oh, you probably not. All those are lies of Satan. Understand this. 
There's healing in the presence of God. If you go out to the presence of God, what are you going to get? There's no healing out there. What are you going to get? Satan will be waiting to add more to the agony that you already have. Stay by the pool of Bethesda. Because if you're faithful and you're expecting, God's word says, your expectation shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. If you're expecting, your expectation shall not be cut off. But if you're not expecting, if you're not expecting, there's nothing to be fulfilled there because you're not expecting. Expectation is an expression of faith. If you take notes, write this down. Expectation is an expression of faith. No matter how long it takes, expectation is necessary in order for you to receive that which God has for you. Don't leave the presence of God. Jacob didn't leave the presence of God, therefore he was blessed by God. This man who was lying by the pool of Bethesda did not leave the pool of Bethesda and that's why he was blessed by Jesus with a healing that he was expecting from God. If your expectation from God is alive, no matter how long it takes, the one who sees your expectation will answer you, will give you what you're expecting from his hands. This is the word from the Almighty God. As you prepare yourself to go into the new year, the remaining weeks that we have, continue to expect. As you go into the new year, continue to expect. Because suddenly God will do something as the song that God gave. Suddenly, suddenly, so suddenly, God will do a miracle. That's when it becomes a surprise. It's a surprise miracle. Suddenly, when this man was looking to somehow to be able to get into that pool of Bethesda. Jesus said, my son, you tried so much. You don't have to. I will come. Right to the pool of Bethesda. I'll come. And I'll touch you. Verse 8 says, Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. This is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came suddenly to the man. Where? Who was expecting the healing from God and stayed by the pool of Bethesda. Suddenly he came. Suddenly he touched him. Suddenly he spoke to him. Suddenly his healing power went into him. Not without the man's involvement, but with the man's faith. When Jesus came and he asked him, this man still, he's expecting his healing and he's talking to Jesus. This is what I want. This is what I tried, but it didn't happen. And I'm here because I want to be healed. And Jesus said, get up, I'll give it to you. Rise up, take up your bed and walk. God is speaking to our hearts today. There's nothing that my God cannot do. Nothing. God is able to open blind eyes. God is able to open deaf ears. God is able to open the mouth that cannot speak. I mean, we've seen all these things happen. There's nothing that God cannot do. 
God can raise the dead. God can do the impossible. Because He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. He wants to bless you. When you understand the power of the Almighty God, and you stay in His presence, no matter how long it takes, no matter how hopeless it may appear, your hope is in Him, therefore your hope shall not be cut off. But if you keep looking at your circumstance, if you keep looking at the other person who is getting healed, and you're not getting healed, and comparing yourself with them, and then feel like, why? So, this is not going to happen. Last Monday, somebody went in, and they got healed. I waited for one week, and I tried again. And this Thursday, somebody else got healed. I tried. I didn't get healed. Next Wednesday, same thing happens. The other Tuesday, same thing happens. And now, what's going to happen? A lot of people will become bitter. Instead of rejoicing in other people's healing, they'll get bitter, saying, that's not happening to me. And a lot of people will become hopeless. Because... How many times? How many times I tried and it had happened? God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. This one word God is giving to you before we go into prayer. Lord, we tried all night. We toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. When they had faith and they did that because Jesus said, what they caught was Nothing like they had ever caught before. This is who our God is. Because He said, I will trust Him. Because His Word says, all those who expect, all those who have their faith in God, they will receive. That's why I believe. That's why you should believe. That's why you should continue to believe. No matter how it may appear, We are not those people who walk by sight, but we walk by faith. We look at the word of God. This man by the pool of Bethesda, he got the information from somebody and then he came and then he saw and he said, I am going to somehow get this and I'm going to somehow get this and I'm not going home. Are you going to be one of those people who have that faith? A definite faith. Faith that is determined to get what it's looking for. Because it already sees it happening. Faith will see it happen. Faith will see it happen. No matter how your physical condition is, no matter how your relationship is, no matter how your family situation is, no matter how your kids are, no matter how your spouse is, no matter how your job is, no matter how your finances are, no matter how hopeless everything may appear. Abraham believed God against everything that he saw. God granted to him what he believed. We need to be able to see past what our physical eyes are looking at. We need to be able to see beyond what our physical eyes are looking at. We need to see beyond what our physical eyes are looking at. Our spiritual eyes should see far beyond what the enemy is showing, all your circumstances showing, whatever is happening, you need to be a person who would see beyond whatever is happening. Because if you ask God for something, 
see what you ask God for. You need to see that. If you're praying for your child to be well, see your child well, see your child preach, see your child run around, see your child talk, whatever is not, whatever is not happening, whatever is hard to happen, whatever looks impossible. If you're asking God for something, then see that happen. Faith will see the impossible. Unbelief will look at the impossible situation and keep its eyes on the impossible situation, but faith in God will look beyond what the human eyes can see because it believes in the God of the impossible because it sees what God has spoken already. Well, didn't he say that? Those who look to him, their faces will be radiant. Their faces will never be put to shame. That means you see beyond what's happening. Right now, it may look like your everything that's happening is trying to bring darkness to your face, but... God's word says, your face will be radiant if you're looking to Him. And if you're looking to Him, you have to have your eyes fixed on God and also see your face radiant. That's what faith is. You see beyond what your human eyes can see. Every day you must expect God to do the impossible because that's what you're expecting. You're not expecting what the enemy is projecting. And you must be at the pool of Bethesda. You know, I can't say that, well, I believe what God will do. I believe what I'm expecting, but I'm going home. That's a contradiction. If you really believe God to do something, then be where the pool of Bethesda is. Be where God is stirring up. Be where you should be and expect God of the impossible will come to your aid. God of the impossible will come to your rescue. God of the impossible will come and touch you. Come to the presence of God. Stay by the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Touch the hem of His garment. Without faith, you cannot touch the hem of His garment. And all those who touch the hem of His garment, all of them got healed, the Bible says. All of them. Because every single person who touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, all of them touched expecting to receive the healing. They all knew, once I touch it, I'll be made whole. God wants you to have such a faith. If you want God to do the impossible, see beyond what your natural eyes are seeing. If you want God to do the impossible, look at your situation and look further. This is what is happening right now. But you know what? I'm seeing what I'm asking God for. That's what you have to have before your eyes. That's what you have to picture. That's what you have to bring before your mind's eyes. That's what you have to meditate on. Meditate on his word that says, I am the Lord that healeth you. That's his word. He sent his word and he healed his people. That's what you should be meditating on. Not what your diagnosis says. Not what your body says. Not what your heart says. Not what your feeling says. Not what others say. What does God say? Because his word has the power to create. His word has the power to raise the dead. His word has the power over sin, sickness, Satan, everything. So what are we supposed to meditate on? Meditate on his word day and night and such a person shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in a season. Such a person's leaves will never within whatever he does shall prosper. That means whatever you do, it'll prosper. Are we ready to believe and see beyond what our natural eyes can see? Are we ready to believe and see beyond what our natural eyes can see? Believe in the God of the impossible. Whatever your situation is, 
Your natural eyes will see something, but your spiritual eyes should see according to God's word. And that's the picture that should be burned in your memory. That's the picture that should be burned in the mind's eyes. That should be the picture that you should have in front of you. What you're asking God for, that's what you should have in front of you. Not what your physical eyes say. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. You're the God of the impossible. And we thank you for all that you've done thus far. Thank you for every testimony we heard today. And thank you for all the testimonies that we're going to hear more and more and more in the days to come. You have great things in store for your people, Lord. You have great things in store for this church. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your power has not changed a bit. You've done so much this year, and you have so much more to do. And we thank you, Jesus, for your compassion. We thank you, Jesus, for your heart of compassion. We thank you, Jesus, for your love for your people. We thank you, Lord, that you care about us. We thank you, Lord, that you have not forsaken us, and you are with us. Thank you, Father. I pray that you will stretch forth in help your hands and bless your people, Lord, at this hour. Touch every single person, Lord Jesus. Touch every single person, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Father, fill them to the overflowing with many, many more testimonies, my Father, in the name of Jesus. And all those who are going through various different things, oh, Father. You are above what we are going through. Your word is about what we are seeing with our natural eyes. So we choose to see with our spiritual eyes what God is showing to us. Hallelujah. That your word takes over every diagnosis. Your word goes over every difficulty. Hallelujah. And we place your word over our situation because that's what we're going to look at it. We're not going to look at our situation through our physical eyes. But we're going to take the word of God and put it right on our situation. And we're going to use our spiritual eyes and our physical eyes to look at the word of God and meditate on the word of God day and night. And refuse to look at our situation. Because we are your people who will see beyond what the physical eyes will show. Because we are a people who are led by God. Thank you, Father. That we are led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people to show forth the praises of God. Hallelujah. Who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I thank you, Father, for all that you've done. You are an amazing God. Hallelujah. You care for us, Father. You care for us, Lord. So you said, Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. How tender you are, Father. You come and tell us, Put all your burdens on me. I care for you. Because I care for you, Place all your burdens upon me. We thank you, Lord. You're the only one who can 
tell us that and you have told us that because you are the only one who has power to do something about all our problems, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray may your people rest in your presence. And the word that you have given to them, may that change their lives forever. They may never be moved by anything, O oh Lord Jesus. May your people rise up to do great and mighty things for the Almighty God. So as a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this night with the blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may see beyond what their natural eyes are showing, that they may wait in the presence of God, just as this man waited by the pool of Bethesda, that they may do everything they need to do by faith to jump into the pool, just like this man did. And expect to receive what they're looking for from the hands of the Almighty God, just like this man did. And receive what they have expected from you. With this blessing, I bless them with Father. And I thank you for granting it. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us all. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.